Hello and welcome to A God-Focused Life. This is a podcast where we are focused on healthy living, body, soul, and spirit. We were created by a creator and for a creator, and that is God. God is three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And He wants to show us how to live life His way, according to His principles in the Bible, in His Word. In our souls, our souls are made of our emotions, our thoughts, our wills, our conscience. It's the way we think and process things that happen to us in life. And when we take our emotions and our thoughts and line them up to God's Word, that's when we prosper. That's when we learn how to partake of the fruits of the Spirit, of joy, of kindness and gentleness and having peace and patience, all of those things that help us overcome the trials and tribulations on earth. We also want to learn how to treat our bodies in a godly manner, uh, exercising, eating right, having a a healthy diet so that we are taking care of our physical bodies because the word says when we ask Jesus to come and live inside of us, he literally comes by the power of his Holy Spirit and lives inside of us. And we are able to take the gospel and the good news to those people around us. So we want to live healthy lives so that we can get the message of the gospel out to as many people as we can. So in this last year, I have taken a sabbatical from podcasting. I started this podcast a little over two years ago, but um, I moved, our family moved two times in the last year. So I'm picking it back up again, and I'm doing this in a very simplistic manner. I'm literally taking the Bible, and I am asking Holy Spirit to highlight things in the Bible, and I'm just going to share those things that He highlights to me, or I'm going to share it with you. That is the way that I do my morning Bible study, is I ask Holy Spirit, God, what do you want to show me today? Help me to understand your word. And sometimes he may highlight something that I've never seen before or or even thought of before. Other times it might be a reminder. Sometimes it's something that I just don't quite understand. And he may lead me to other resources to dig in deeper and do some research and give me, and he'll give me some deeper understanding of scriptures. So I just give you those ideas for your own quiet time, for your own study of God's word to ask Holy Spirit to help you, to guide you and lead you. Uh, It doesn't have to be a huge, long, lengthy time of learning his word, but make sure that you are spending some time so that you get at least something to meditate on during the day and also to pray and ask God, God, this is a great principle. This is something I've learned today. Would you please help me apply that to my life? Help me to be forgiving and loving and full of patience to those around me, especially my family, my spouse, my children. Help me to walk in wisdom and give wisdom to others that I come in contact with. So I'm going to start with Genesis. I was looking for our children's Bible because I love a children's storybook Bible because it highlights the main stories of all of the Bible. I can't find it. It's either in a box tucked away in our basement somewhere, or maybe I've given that storybook Bible to another family to use with their children or something. That's something that I do on a regular basis. So either one, 
highly possible. So what I decided to do was to pull out my Immerse Bible. And this, the Immerse Bible is literally the New Living Translation. It reads like a book. It's not the original Greek. It's not the original Hebrew. It is very simplistic reading. And I love it because you can just read it. And when you're done reading, you can put a bookmark in it and pick right back up the next day where you left off. And I, I love that. So I'm just going to read through. I'm not going to read it on the podcast, but what I'm going to do is read through in my quiet time and underline some things and the things that God shows me, I'll just highlight in this podcast and bring to your attention. Feel free to bring your kids into the podcast. It's going to be very simplistic teaching, um, just things that stand out about God. When my kids were little, this is the way that I taught them. We read some stories. Um, either they would read, we would all read it in our own private time and we would come together and discuss it. So in a podcast, I wish I could hear your voice, but obviously in a podcast, I can't. This is a one-way conversation. But once you hear what I got from the reading, then you can sit with your word or maybe sit with your children and talk about what you guys got out of the reading as well. So Genesis, we talked about how God created the heavens and the earth, the universe. I love the fact that God prepared a way for Adam before he even put Adam on earth. So God made sure that the universe was in place, that the earth was the exact distance it needed to be from the sun so that that mankind would not freeze and mankind would not burn up. He he placed man on an earth that already had vegetation. There was already trees, already, already water, the supplies that a man needed to survive. God prepared the way. I think it's very interesting when we see even in the New Testament that God prepares a way for us. He even prepared a way for Jesus. He said that um, it was John the Baptist John the Baptist said that he came to prepare the way for Jesus to come on earth. So he was letting people know about a Messiah that was coming and he was baptizing people and it was literally preparing the way for the Messiah. Very interesting. I think that we can apply that principle to our lives to know that no matter where we are or where God calls us to, it could be a new job, it could be a new location, a new state, a new home, a new school, anywhere, God goes before us and prepares the way. Now, we may get there and we have some struggles and we've got to navigate through things and God will be with us. He never leaves us nor forsakes us, but God has already prepared a way for us and we just grow and we get stronger in those new situations. So just know that God does not just plop you into a new situation. He knows everything before it, after it, and all the details as you're going through that. So God prepares the way. Um, we're going to go forward and we're going to talk a lot about sin <laughs> in this because we know that the, the garden, that is where sin entered into earth. Um, God gives the mandate. He says, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That is literally the knowledge of sin. Like this is sin and this is good. Like this is good. This is bad. This is good. This is bad. This is right. This is wrong. This is sinful. This is godly. 
It is the difference between the two. And God wanted to protect them from that. And I think about when I was raising my children, there were so many things at early ages I wanted to protect them from. I didn't want them to see certain videos. I did not want them to see death and destruction. I did not want them to see mature content that was beyond their years. There was no need for them to understand certain principles when they were young. Why? Because it's just going to mess with their purity. They're not at an age where they need to to even concern themselves with those things. And I believe that God's ultimate plan was to protect us you know, in the garden, that's why he said, do not eat of this tree. Of course, we know that God knew because he gave us free will. He gave us a choice. And we know that ultimately Adam and Eve did choose to eat from the fruit. They ate the fruit from that tree of knowledge of good and evil. And at that point, sin entered the world. Very interesting because, uh, let me turn the page here, because right when the enemy started tempting Eve, He says, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees of the garden? And she said, of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. So I think it's interesting because right here and maybe in other translations, and that would be a way that, you know, if I were to go a little bit deeper, I would go look in the other translations or maybe even a commentary um, or the uh, Strong's Concordance and find out what the original meaning was. But she didn't title it the way that God titled it, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And sometimes we have to call sin as it is. This is the tree of knowledge of, you know, of good and evil. Uh, whereas she's like, this is the tree in the middle of the garden. Isn't that interesting? So um, she said, we're not allowed to eat it. And she said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. So those were the things. It's like, there's the tree. There's no deeper meaning to it. She was like, if you touch it, you die. And then she convinced uh, Adam to partake. Well let, well, let me tell you why. Because the enemy says, you won't die. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it. So he's starting to give, um, like, I want to say a positive, but we know it's not positive because anytime we see sin, sin, we know that sin's negative, right? Sin has a consequence. But the enemy comes to deceive and make us think that sin is something wonderful and it's going to benefit us. So ultimately Eve thought, okay, that's what sin does. It gratifies our own selves, our own, our own thinking, our own thoughts. Me, 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 right? So she jumps in and says, okay, my eyes are going to be opened and there's not going to be any consequence. So I'll do it. So it's basically, you're going to just disobey God. So when I was raising my children, when they were little, I was not one, especially when they were little, little, I never felt the need to explain everything of why I said yes and no. Some things were literally because I said so. Why can't we? Because I said so. I need you to obey. And the reason I needed them to obey was because I wanted them to learn how to take yes or no for an answer from God. 
so that they would learn to obey him. Now, when they got older and certain, certain things, we would talk about it more and I would give explanation and, and I would give them understanding because the Bible is clear about, uh, God, you know, there was a, there's literally a spirit of understanding, a spirit of knowledge and understanding and wisdom and counsel. And we want to give those when appropriate. But honestly, there are certain times where we will know that God said no for a certain thing. And even though we look at it and we try to form this thought of, well, it's not that bad and it's not. And we, we just come up with these reasons of why it's okay to do these things where we would be better off if we were like, you know what? God said no. So leave it alone. Just stop it. <laughs> Honestly, I can think of so many times in my life I would have been better off if I would have just said no. I don't need to know why. I don't need to build up this whole case of why I would benefit from doing this thing. God said no, and no needs to be no. So the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful, and she ate from it. And then immediately she sees that, and she and she hands it to her husband. And immediately they realize, oh, we're not clothed. Now we're naked. They are hiding from God. They're trying to run away from him. And that's what our sin does. It brings guilt. It brings shame. And it makes us want to hide and go the other way from God. And uh, we, we, we see that over and over in our own lives. And we see that in the Bible as well, where people sin and they fall away from the Lord. Uh, the, the one term that we hear in church, people will call it backsliding because people are too afraid of God. They think that they've listened to all of the stories. They're not really listening to the message of the cross of forgiveness and the, the, the sin was paid for on the cross. So they don't understand, you know what? I, I've just sinned. They don't understand that they've been forgiven or that God's mercy is uh, new every morning. So they just bask and wallow in that guilt and they stay as far away from God as they can. And they get used to staying away from God and staying away in that lifestyle. And um, then they just, they build their, their lives upon sin or upon uh, principles that are just away from God. And it's, it's just kind of a, 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 a just a bad, a sickly way to live life. And that's just like what I said with this podcast. We want to learn the healthy way of living life, body, soul, and spirit. And that way is staying focused on God in each and every area. Um, we see the consequences that God gives to Adam and Eve and the serpent. All three have consequences for the sin. So it says, because you have done this, you are cursed. Uh, this was the serpent. He dealt with him and said, because you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild, you will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. Um, so, and then he says, I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. Okay, so then to the woman, he says, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy and in pain you will give birth and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. So childbirth is painful and we see our desire for women to get stronger and to rule over our men, but it says he is going to rule over you. 
Interesting. I will not go on that tangent, especially for such a time as this <laughs> in the way that our world is now, because I, I feel like we've gotten so far away from the, we talked about that yesterday on the other podcast from yesterday, that the completion between man and woman, a man was incomplete without the woman and a woman is incomplete without the man and the two become one. And then with the man, he said, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree, whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All your life, you will struggle to scratch a living from it. Isn't it interesting that God cursed the ground because of him? Not the curse on him, but the curse of his work. Like God cursed the work of his hand. So there's earth. So we know at that time there wasn't a big brick and mortar building that Adam went to for work. It was literally the ground. The, the ground was cursed because of his sin. So even now there are things like, uh, even in the Bible where it talks about, um, you know, when we obey the word of God, life will go well with us. But when we disobey God, we have consequences. And sometimes that means the things that we set out to do will have blessings and curses on them. Sometimes things don't prosper because we are not living in alignment with God's word. We're not living in obedience to God's word. So uh, with the ground being cursed, it says all your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains. By the sweat of your brow will you have food to eat until you return to the ground, basically until you die. Uh, you were made from dust and to dust you will return. So that was the curse on man was the work of his hands uh, and, and the ground. He was going to have to toil for his living, in other words. Um, so ultimately God sent Adam and Eve out of the garden and he put a flaming sword and he put angels to guard and they were forced to go out of the garden of Eden. They were not allowed to go back in. I think it's very interesting because later on we understand that their spiritual lives died. There was a death there. There was no longer the innocence and the purity they were no longer, they were in um, relationship with God and God still talked with them and communicated with them, but their lives drastically changed from that point on. Later we see the, the last point that I want to make in this, in today's podcast is when Adam and Eve have children, uh, Cain and Abel. And Cain and Abel, this was the first time that we start seeing offerings unto the Lord. And Abel was a shepherd, so he had animals, and Cain cultivated the ground, and he had a harvest. But God, when, when, when God wanted them to bring the offerings, God accepted the gift of Abel. He accepted the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. And this made Cain very angry. And that might be something that you want to take a little bit more time to dig into. Why? Okay, so that's that might be your homework. Why was Abel's offering acceptable and Cain's not? But the point I want to make is, that's the bottom line. 
uh, that Cain's was not. And Cain became very angry. And listen to this. Listen what God says to Cain. Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. So he's already telling Cain, sin is coming to you and wants to control you, wants to be your master. But God is already giving him saying you can subdue it and be its master. Now, from this point on, we see in the Old Testament over and over and over and over mankind trying to do uh, what he can to overcome sin. And God, I believe in everything in me that God is showing us when we read through the Old Testament and we see men trying and trying and trying to do the best they can to overcome sin, it is impossible. And the reason God wants to show us that it is impossible within our own strength is because he was planning to send his Savior, the Savior, his Son, Jesus Christ, And Jesus Christ was going to die and take the punishment for our sins. And then Jesus, when he died, he rose again, went to heaven, and then he promised the disciples and said, you need to wait here because I am going to send someone to you that is going to empower you and help you overcome sin. And that is the Holy Spirit. So literally what Holy Spirit is on the inside of us, it is the presence of God, God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. It is Holy Spirit. And is the Bible says that now physically we see God is in heaven on the throne and Jesus is at his right side, but his spirit is in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of the Father and reveals them to us. And that Holy Spirit empowers us with the Word of God and learning the deeper principles of the Word so that we can apply the Word to the situations and we become overcomers. We can see that the Word is Jesus, That is in John chapter one, verse one. It says that the word was with God and the word was God and that the word is also alive and active. And that is in Hebrews. It is alive and active and it literally separates sin from godliness. It separates our souls and our spirits, the things that are in our thinking and our minds, our wills and emotions. It's the word of God comes in and says, you know what? We're not going to live by emotions. We're going to live by the very word and power of God. And when we apply the word to our situations, that's when we overcome. And that's when the devil has no place to stand. Because when we give God's word, the devil has to submit and flee. There's a verse that says we turn to God and resist the devil. Okay. You can't just 
fuss and rebuke and talk to the devil and be mad at him and just yell at him and think you're going to overcome. We have to turn to God to understand his word, his thinking, his heart, his mind. We learn that in the Bible. And then when we learn that, we're like, wait a minute. This is the truth that's coming from God himself. And when we apply those principles to the things of the devil, that's when the devil has to flee because we're no longer believing his lies. We're no longer living in disobedience. So like with Eve, you know, falling for the schemes of the devil, we're no longer falling for that. It's like, no, God said, don't eat it. I'm not eating it. It's not going to be good for me. You're saying that it's going to be good for me, that my eyes are going to be open, that I'm going to be like God. But ultimately, God said, don't eat it. So I need to listen to God instead of listening to all this fluff that's just going to make me feel better right? Because then that focuses on me. That makes me like a little G God. It puts me as a God on the throne instead of the big G God, right? Same thing with Cain and Abel. The bottom line is, this is the offering I need. This is what I expect from you. And this is what I want you to bring to me. And Cain didn't do it. Cain did what he wanted to do, how he wanted to do it. And God said, sin is crouching at your door and you have to master it. You're going to have to master this. And we know that there is no power inside of ourselves to master sin. So we see all of the Old Testament and the people just struggling and struggling against sin um, over and over and over. Every single person that you see in the Old Testament, they are struggling uh, against sin because we have a sin nature all because of the enemy coming in. But praise God, he sent Jesus and Jesus overcame sin for us. He overcame death and destruction and uh, he gave us the power of the Holy Spirit. And now we are able to overcome the enemy. I think that is amazing. It is beautiful. And I think my takeaway from today is the importance of obedience. Sometimes we don't have to know the why. Sometimes we don't have to know the understanding of why did you tell me to do this? Why can't I go here? Why can't I get this job? Why can't I marry this person? Why can't I, you know, fill in the blank? When God says no, he says no. Or when God tells us to do something, I don't feel like it. Maybe tomorrow. I don't really feel like sharing the gospel with someone or I don't want to be in ministry or I don't want to do the thing that God's calling me to do. That's disobedience. We overcome when we line up with God's word and we do the things that God is asking us to do. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope that you got something from this podcast. I pray that you are spending your time in the word and really asking God to highlight things for you. These are Rebecca's highlights. These are things that God has shown me and we do glean from each other. I have podcasts that I listen to. I love gleaning from other people, from teachers and mentors, but there is also something very special about my quiet time with the Lord. I grab my coffee, my Bible, my journal every single day, you know, unless there's, you know, some random uh, happening that's, you know, going on that I'm not able to, but I, it's a daily practice for me because I realize just how much I need him. So I want to encourage you spend time with him because he loves you. He has a plan for you and your life. He has a plan for your family and it will go well when we learn how to live life God's way. Amen. 
All right. Have a great day. And I hope that you tune in for our next podcast. We will continue on in Genesis. All right. Bye, guys.